everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Y2 Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Elliott, and I want to extend a very special thank you to you for joining me today on what is a very exciting episode of the Y2 Podcast, as well as the first episode of 2018. Today's episode is going to be a little different than what you've experienced in the past. Now, if you've joined me before, typically I interview interesting and noteworthy people to learn about their journeys and specifically look to understand their values, belief, mindset, and the resources they use to get started and succeed in their journey. Today's interview, though, is actually turning the microphone back onto myself, turning it back around and giving you a bit of a behind-the-scenes look about the podcast. Now, before we begin, I want to paint you a very quick picture of what it's taken for me to get to today's episode. So to do that, I need to go back a couple months, back to end in November, early December. And I did what many of you did, I'm sure, listening to this. And it's taking the opportunity as the new year is around the corner to sit back and crack open my life over the last year in 2017. In that, I wanted to understand what were my wins for the year, what were my failures for the year, what were the things I could have done better, what were the things I regret, and what were the big things I learned. Inevitably from that, the podcast came under the microscope because it is a, it has been a very big endeavor for me and a very real passion over the last about 10 to 12 months. Now, I want to be honest right from the outset. I'm absolutely ecstatic. I'm very happy with what I've created. I've certainly learned a lot. I've had a tremendous amount of fun. I've got a lot of amazing feedback from people like yourself listening, and I have met an incredible amount of amazing people, but I want to do more. In that, though, I want to start off today to look back at probably my biggest regret of the Y2 podcast. Um, It's something I haven't actually really talked about on the podcast, and there's even really not many people outside of the podcast who have actually really had a conversation around this. And that's the idea of exactly why did I start the podcast and what do I want to achieve by finding these people sitting down with them. In order to tell this story, there's essentially three parts to it, three different things that had to come into play that really got me to pick up the microphone and actually start to do what I'm doing. Now, to to the to tell these three parts, I need to start off by, as with any of my guests, going back way, 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 way back to when I was a younger man in my late teens and early 20s. And at that time, I was very fortunate that when I was growing up, I had somebody who was quite close, who was leading the path of entrepreneurship. And I was very fortunate to be able to see exactly what that looked like firsthand, at least the positive effects. I was able to see the positive effects on himself, his family, and the community around him. And I, from that, I became really inspired that this was a path that I really looked up to and I could foresee myself going through from that. In that, and as I looked to aspire to that, realizing I knew absolutely nothing, I did what most people do and have done when you don't know what you need to do, but have a will to do it. And it started to consume and start to look to learn from people who have been successful. So in that, I started to consume voraciously a lot of content from people who I looked up to and I viewed as successful. The people like Steve Jobs and the Elon Musks and the Bill Gates and so on and so on and so forth. The list is extensive and many of them I'm sure you knew. But one thing I noticed as I began to consume this content is I very much got a feeling that these people were almost superhuman. They felt no pain. They felt no fear. They never seemed to fail. And everything they touched or did just turned to gold. They just seemed to bleed success. And 
At the same time, I was at a, what I call quote unquote, the early years of the everyday internet. And there, all these stories came out about the success around these sorts of things. And in my mind, at least, it started to create what I call the traditional narrative of success. In that, it was these, again, these people who had these superhuman approaches to life. And it's what I needed to be if I wanted to be successful. Now, at the same time, I was very fortunate and I was encouraged to seek out people who maybe weren't quite on the Steve Jobs level, but people who were accessible to me, who would pick up my phone call or answer my emails about me having the ability to meet them, sit down with them and have coffee with them, people from various walks of life. And in that, the idea for the podcast and where I really began with the idea of seeking out interesting and noteworthy people for me really began about 10 years ago or so and has evolved on ever since. What I was really looking to understand as I look at the Elon Musks and the Steve Jobs and these are people that I so desperately aspired to be like, was actually trying to understand what it took to be that in a much more granular sense. And in that, I was so fortunate that I got the opportunity to sit down with hundreds of different, again, interesting and noteworthy people from a variety of life, all successful and noteworthy in their way, but very, very fortunate to sit down with them. But what I began to notice over many, many years of sitting down with these different individuals is that what I thought was I needed to be to be successful, again, that idea of feel no pain, feel no fear, and (laughs) they never fail. These people actually were starting to show me again and again and again how this traditional success narrative wasn't actually correct. It was very much sitting down with them, realizing that they were like me. They felt pain and they felt fear and they maybe made many errors and they were worried about rejection and all those sorts of things. And as I got older, I began to look back at the content I had been consuming and realizing that it was written very much in a way that was meant to sell the brand of this person and in their business. Um, I also happen to be a big fan of Tesla, Apple, and obviously I use Facebook, so it certainly worked. But the goal of the article and the content I was consuming, well, it was I perceived it as a way for me to learn and to get better and to be able to be aspire to do these different things. It was actually meant for these people to be superhuman and create this overwhelming sense of just oddness that these people had created a very toxic approach in my mind. So as time went on and I had these conversations, I began to rewrite exactly what it took to be successful. And at the same time, I was beginning to have more and more conversations with my friends and my peers and the people around me about what we wanted to do and what we were aspiring to as we got on into our 20s, what were the things we wanted to achieve and and whatnot. And in that, I began to notice the traditional success narrative popping up again and again and again. People telling me they wanted to do this but they didn't have enough experience or they wanted to do that but they didn't know enough or they wanted to go off and start this business but they didn't think they were ready or they didn't have enough money or resources or any one of those typical excuses that people use. Maybe certainly there was some legitimacy there as I want to do uh, be honest about maybe there were some reasons but I found that generally it came from a place of frustration and overwhelmness that was brought on by that traditional success narrative and essentially like myself infused a, a state of paralysis in order to take those next steps. What I've re- noticed recently and what was really 
to start of me taking this idea with the podcast a bit more seriously is I began to notice that there were certain people out as the world of social media and with different voices coming out of the fray, people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tim Ferriss and Brene Brown, who then themselves started to share that they too, even at this ultimate pinnacle of success, were also feeling these things of fear and they weren't untouchable and they had failure and many of them battled with mental illness and all these sorts of things. So I saw that and I saw the success in the way that people just resonated with these individuals as a sign that this traditional success narrative was deeper than me and just the people around me, but everybody else out there that I truly believe was looking at this and feeling some ounce of refreshment that it was actually possible to achieve these sorts of things. Now, with these two elements in mind, that people had the traditional success narrative, like myself, baked into their brains at a young age, as well as seeing that there was a real hunger for this, the idea of the podcast really started to percolate in my mind. But the third element really needed to come into play. As for many years, I consumed, again, as before, voraciously through podcasts and audiobooks as I look to rewrite and continue to rewrite the traditional success narrative at the same time, still sitting down with interesting and noteworthy people. But one critical element I began to notice with myself after listening to many of these podcasts with incredibly accomplished individuals is that I felt that sometimes with them, Even though they were tremendously knowledgeable, they were 20 to 30 to 40 years away from where I am. And if I can use a small analogy with you as building a house, I listened to these people and I listened how they talked about how they were on their six-story mansion with four-car garage, two pools, and all the other bells and whistles. And I myself was sitting there with a deck and maybe a living room and I'm still building my carport, if you will. So where they were at was at step 100, and I was at step 5, looking to get to step 6 and step 10 and maybe step 15, and I was looking at them as they laid out all the steps that I had to take and all the different, the journey I had to go on, and I still, while I gleaned a lot from that, I still remember and still very much felt this overwhelming feeling of still trying to figure out how do I get over this hurdle now, both the emotional as well as the intellectual hurdle that we all have to move forward and to take that first step and to start moving more towards these things as we continue to take on more challenges and ever increasing challenges and raise the stakes from that. And even in that reflection, I began to look back across all the people I had had been so fortunate to sit down from, and many of the people I had gotten the best advice from weren't people, again, who were at step 100, but were at step 25, or step 30, or step 40, or even step 50, who were not so far ahead that they couldn't look back and both empathize with where I was at, but also give me very strategic advice on how to move those next couple steps. But at the same time, I could look at them and see they were well on their way to building the six-story mansion, but not so far away that they couldn't connect with me both intellectually, but also emotionally as well, as when we do look to make these challenges and take these steps in our lives, it's not always an intellectual thing, it's an emotional thing. And thus, I've seeked out people who seem to go against this traditional narrative and have created success on their own terms, or as what I like to describe it on the podcast, the wait, what moment? So once I had come to the realization that there were these three critical elements, I had really then begun to actually formulate exactly what I wanted to bring to the world. I I very much felt that in these conversations, I was having these amazing conversations with people who had, had not 
not adhere to the traditional success narrative, but had managed to achieve their own things in life and realizing I was sitting across from people who needed to hear those stories, who needed to hear that it was actually possible. The thinkings that they were thought, that traditional success narrative wasn't correct. So it was in this frustration and in this feeling like I needed to bring these stories that the, the podcast really began to actually start to take shape and start to mold into it. And with some strong encouragement from many people around me, as well as the wonderful help by both Michael Back and Rohi Bagava, who were already podcasting before I was, very much inspired me to start having those first conversations. And thus the podcast is born. I have to admit, it's been an incredible year and I, I absolutely love even listening back still on the different podcasts and the different guests I've had and people who have built success on their own terms. Look at look at Andrew from Illuminate. He his claim to fame is he's an amazing accountant, breaking the mold and doing things his way. He doesn't wear a suit to business, but he's still running an award-winning accountancy profession which prides itself on ties and stuffiness and you know your BMW and what about Brenton McKittrick's story, this black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu who's competed all over the world, and how he talks about how he himself battled anxiousness about getting beaten or called out, and many times on the way to practice would actually turn around and come back because that fear and that anxiety gripped him so deep, but how he still managed to overcome that. Even Andrew McKinnon's story, I met Andrew a long time before I interviewed the podcast, and how the way he looked at failure was fundamentally different. I mean, he failed multiple times in those early years, times when most people, even taking that first step, probably would have been dissuaded, or maybe after the second failure, most people wouldn't have even bothered, or the third or the fourth, but he kept going, and because of that perseverance, he learned so much and has created such an incredible empire for himself. Even Gemma Lloyd, as we talk about how she take, she took the adversity that she is facing and turned it into a business which is kicking some incredible goals at the moment and only continues to get bigger. Or Ash Martin, a guy who with no real experience has gone on at a young age to create an incredible real estate agency which continues to grow and continues to win awards. Or even Adam Jellick coming up to one of more recent podcasts about how he had this desire, this burning desire to start to create his own business. He didn't go create it right away. He didn't just put all the chips on the line, let it ride. He slowly built the business over seven years and made very simple strategic decisions while still having a family and dealing with the life and the obligations that life can throw at us. He managed to build it in a very thought out systematic way that allowed him to live true to his goals and start to bring some amazing products to the world. One of which I've spoken about in the Gold Digger Diary, which actually sits just to my right beside me, open up with recording this episode today. It's been an incredible journey, and I hope you've gotten so much out of these episodes. If you haven't had the opportunity, if you're new to the podcast, please do yourself a favor and go back and start to listen to some of these episodes. Or if you have listened to the episodes, maybe go back and listen to them again, or maybe see if there's one or two you didn't. There is so much wonderful wisdom in there. It's absolutely unbelievable. But with that being said, and this reflection happening over the last couple of months, I've come to a very clear idea about the things that I want to do in 2018. Now, I want to be honest right from the outset that at the end of the day, I, I truly do this for you, the person listening. I will still go on to have these conversations, whether I record them or not. This intrinsic drive to find these people and learn from them has been something that's deep in me well before the podcast and probably well after the podcast. So I really want yourself, I want to invite you to please reach out to me with ideas, with anything I can do to help create this. Because again, at the end of the day, I want to create this for you. 
But at the same time, from my own reflection, from the wonderful feedback so far, I do have some very exciting things I want to quickly share with you as to what to expect in 2018. The first one is, is I have a much clearer idea now about the mission and vision of this podcast and the things I need to do in order to help continue to break down the traditional success narrative. On a more fun note, we're going to be looking at getting some new music by our very own Jason Price. If not this episode, then one coming very soon. We have better audio. Thank you to have upgraded from the cheaper mics. We're going to look at experimenting more with some different episode formats, guests, and anything else that comes up along the way. I'm also heavily focused on improving my question asking skills and getting few, getting rid of the few lim- lingering verbal tics, if you will, that I have. My other big commitment to you, and this is coming out of a place of just pure raw honesty, is I really am going to refocus my writing. If I look back over the copy that I've written this year about the guests and about some of the articles in the post, I, I think I've gotten a bit lost in trying to be sound a little bit too wordsmithy. I know myself, I've always looked up to and aspired to people who have an incredible way to put pen and paper and weave these words together in such a deeply profound way. But I realize that I'm not quite there yet, and I think with the podcast, I need to strip it back and be much more raw, honest, and straightforward and explicit about what I want to bring to you and what you're going to hear. So in that, you can very simply read and understand if this is something that resonates with you and something you can connect with, or if it's something that you think somebody else needs to reach out to and be a little little bit less whimsical on the way through. We also have a website as well too, so you can check it out. It's already live at www.projecty2.com. That's Project Y and the number two.com. You can jump over there for any new episodes, stay up to date. Links are there. And we're also going to have some more exciting projects coming a little bit further down the line. So make sure you keep your eyes on that. Uh, We should be getting Spotify soon as well. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, uh, we'll be on Spotify, if not very soon after. And obviously we're going to continue to find more exciting guests to continue to to bring learnings and stories to from the Y2 podcast. But like I said, at the end of the day, I want to create this for you. To me, there is no bigger tragedy than somebody with the capacity and the potential to do something great, but doesn't. They wait too long to take those first steps or worse, they don't take those steps and their ideas and their potential impact goes to the grave. I have and I still continue to see what being a positive entrepreneur or an entrepreneur has the effect on that person, that person's family, the community, and in many cases, the world. It doesn't matter to me what you do. What matters to me is that you do it. But at the same time, I'm only one person. I want to continue to bring this podcast for you to continue to inspire people like yourself listening here today to take those first steps and to start living a life that is in simple harmony with what you want to be and achieve. But in that, I need your help. Please, if you have any feedback about the podcast, any way I can make it better, good, the bad, anything else in between, please feel free to send it across. If you see a podcast that resonates well with yourself, something you think sticks with you deeply, please like and share it and comment to the podcast. If you hear a podcast and you think, gee, I know somebody who probably thinks that way and they need to listen to this podcast in order to change the way they're thinking, please send it across to them. And at the very least, please make sure that you like or follow the podcast wherever you get the podcast. That way you can be up to date with new episodes. And my promise to you, as I mentioned before, is to be much clearer and much more straightforward about what that episode's going to be about. So you should be able to very quickly read it and establish in 30 seconds or a minute if you think that episode is going to be worthwhile.
But with that being said, I'm very excited to have you on board for 2018. If you're new to the podcast, get ready for some very exciting things coming down the road. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, thank you so much for your support. I want to do this for you. Keep your content, keep your feedback coming for me. It really does mean everything to me. But with that being said, I hope everybody has a wonderful 2018 and I look forward to speaking with you soon.